0: Hello, and thank you for returning to the Horror Tree Stories Podcast, where tragedies described beautifully through short horror stories that intrigue the mind and chill the soul. I am your host and author, and welcome to it, and today I bring to you, Season 1, Episode 5, Doctor's Orders. Did that guy say he cut his face off yes. Just put somebody else's face on his face. What the hell? Hey, listen. What are we listening to? Did you even know that you could do that? Did you know that was possible? I mean, I saw saw it on a movie once, but you know, I mean, that's not that's not real. This is messed up, man. This is this is messed up. Okay, well, do you agree that we should leave now? Like, we can go Uh, home now. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just leave. Come but there's only on. two more tapes. See, you on that bullshit, man. Five and six, and then we're done. You can leave. Oh, we can leave. Okay. Right, we can leave. Just... You know what else is short? Life is short. Especially when you're hanging around in a single song. Look, here's five right here. Let's just play it real quick. Damn. Patient Bennington is exhibiting a most curious set of symptoms. We meet almost every day, and every day what he says does not sway even down to the last sentence. No matter how many times we speak, he always mentions hearing a song, one that he wrote nonetheless, same melody, same lyrics, same song that no one else can hear, but Mr. Bennington has never been a songwriter or a singer. In fact, Mr. Bennington has been in this hospital for almost 30 years. The story is completely fabricated, yet it seems to be his entire existence. Any attempt to change the pattern isn't even met with resistance, it's simply not acknowledged. It's like we aren't even in the same universe. It's truly remarkable, but it's troubling partly, though, because even though he isn't a threat to society, he has extremely low odds of surviving, let alone thriving. But due to dwindling government assistance, he may become one of the system's victims. I could be absolutely wrong about this prediction, though I don't believe I am when I say this is precisely why we should pick him for the Compassionate release Programme. Along with patients Elliot Daniels and Jonathan Ramon, once processed, they can go home and live on their own. They will each receive $73 weekly and three weeks of medication for their psychiatric ailments and any other illness they may have. With Mr. Ramon being confined to a wheelchair, no matter his spunk or his liveliness, he is effectively harmless, so to speak. His pending lobotomy appointment has been canceled and he will be released by the end of this week. Patient Daniels, however, was a bit more challenging. While his criminal history was damaging during his trial, there were several prosecutory mishandlings. In addition, since Mr. Daniels has been a resident here at Oak Park, several eyewitnesses have gone missing and the rest have recanted their testimonies. He was scheduled for retrial per his appeal, but the original prosecutor was killed the day after the deal. He was hit by a driver while walking to his car that night. The state, having no witnesses and now losing their district attorney, they felt they should put an end to this, this judicial journey and decided Mr. Daniel should be a free man. But with the growing number of missing persons in the downtown area, I think it's something to be wary of. It's scary because in these interviews, he speaks about how prepared he was and how it would be easy to bury us. But I guess that's irrational thinking, not only because he's locked in this institution, but, but because he's 72 years old. I see him every day. Most of which, he's in a state of bewilderment and confusion. Routinely, he confuses things he should remember keenly. Yet, he believes he is some sort of homeless person's vigilante. He can't be, can he? I guess it doesn't matter either way, since he's already set to be released. And earlier today, I just noticed we don't even know if his medication is the correct dosage. There should be an extensive monitoring of these patients, but we don't have time for waiting. I mean, I do believe they need saving. And aside from... A few outbursts, they have been behaving. These candidates have been prized patients in comparison. Take patient Leonard Munson, for example. Since he's been here, he's been suspected of having killed seven employees over five occasions. But there's no proof or documentation. Just whispers between the orderlies. I'm certain there's something more to these stories we haven't uncovered yet. I'm going to bet that every victim was nice to him, and as a reward, he released their souls, taking their lives from them. That man will literally kill you if you smile at him or even polite to him. He should never see outside again. He should never see the light of day. In my professional opinion, we should execute him right away. At the very least, no matter how low funding gets, it's imperative that we always have a place for the soul snatcher. Those factors that I mentioned earlier with the other three pale in comparison to the consequences of us not taking care of him, which is why I've requested immediate release into society for Mr. Ramon, Mr. Daniels, and Mr. Benson, respectively. I wish them the best individually and collectively. I will cross my fingers for luck, but I truly believe these are the best candidates, even if only due to their physical inability to act and beyond that. They seem to want compassion in any form or fashion, and I believe in facilitating this, there will be a positive reaction. But one can only hope, wait, and see. I shall look forward to the results.